Buddy, I, I have a confession to make, man. What is it? This is difficult to say, but um, you, you're you're not actually my son. You're my clone. What? Well, hold on. Let me let me be clearer. You're not exactly my clone. So basically, I was cloned from this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but but then, like, I got cloned into two two other clones, and then one of them had a baby with some woman. And then she had two babies, which were actually, like, twins. But then uh, one of them got his arm chopped off. And then the other guy, like, he took his arm and in, 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 stuck it in into his own body. So he had three arms. And then he ended up getting cloned. And that clone is me. And you are the clone of that. Uh, let's get into Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, d- um... yeah let, let's go. Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. And today we are getting into the overcomplicated world of Metal Gear, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's like, as as uh, as my father, who's not actually my father, who's actually a clone of this guy. Who, who had an arm and the, yeah. Yeah. Said. Yeah, it's as complicated as that, basically. Yeah, it's very, like, unnecessarily complicated. I don't know why. But we're going to get into this thing. Uh, but before we do, buddy... We got to talk about some news. Yeah. Let's do it. Newsflash. Buddy. What? Uh, let's uh, first make a quick stop at the world of Shazam. Yeah. So we know that the uh, movie Shazam, Fury of the Gods, is coming up at some point in the near future. Yeah, it's going to be Shazam 2, basically. It is correct. And then one new person, a new uh, actress, has been added to the cast. None other than Lucy Liu. Who that? Lu- Lucy Liu from Charlie's Angels and... Kill, oh. Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2 and Tinkerbell. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she was added and she's going to be playing the villainous Calypso. Calypso. Calypso, yes, whom I have no clue who that is. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, she's going to be, I guess, one of the villains. I'm not sure she's going to be like a top tier villain, but uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods is set to release on June 2nd, 2023. And 2023? How are you making us wait that long, DC? You got to learn patience, man. You got to learn patience. I can't wait for two years. Oh, my. Buddy, you know that they're making a Borderlands movie, right? Uh, B- Borderlands? I, kn- I know what Borderlands is, but no. You didn't know this? No. Oh, come on, man. Where you been? So, uh, I, I have some news for you. Yes? They're making a Borderlands movie. Okay. Now, my second follow-up piece of news is that they just announced some uh, casting for that. Uh, Janina Gavinkar. Uh, I know her from, like, one show, The Morning Show, and honestly, I can't really say that that gives her many credentials to play uh, a character in Borderlands, but there's also this very important fact. I have never played Borderlands in my life. Yeah. I'm just reporting the news here, so don't shoot the messenger. All I know is that this movie is going to be directed by Eli Roth. Eli Roth is pretty famous within the horror world. He's uh, directed and written and produced uh, a mix of those roles for films like Cabin Fever, Hostel, Hostel Part 2, and a whole bunch of other pretty cool movies. Um, He's, again, very known for, like, violence and gore and horror and that sort of thing. So I think from the little that I know of Borderlands, he could probably bring some pretty... uh, Cool, some pretty cool uh, visuals and aesthetics to the Borderlands movie, I think. 
cool. I don't, I don't really, uh, Borderlands, I've only, like, heard the name. And Dear I, God. I, I only know what a single guy looks like. Remember when Fortnite got kind of, like, taken over in a certain area by Borderlands? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I wonder how he's going to bring that kind of, like, aesthetic of, like, the rough black outlines and stuff. Yeah, or, like, like kind of, like, the self-shaded. Yeah. I almost wonder if he's going to try to pull that off somehow in the, in the overall look of the film. That'd be kind of interesting. But, uh, so yeah, this is uh, the, the latest announcement, but there's already some other people attached to it, like Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenbat, Florian Montano, who is the guy uh, playing Razor Fist and uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh. And the guy, of course, who played the Drago son in Creed II. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edgar Ramirez, Haley Bennett, Oliver Richards, and Jack Black. There's Jack. some comedy in there between Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Yo, why is Jack Black comedy. and Kevin Hart in this movie? I don't know. All I know is that Jack Black played Kung Fu, played Kung Fu Panda, and that's, you know, that, <laughs> that gives him cred to, like, be in any kind of fighting movie. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's a little Borderlands announcement there. Uh, back to the darker corner of the Shazam world. Yeah. Uh, there is another casting announcement. Stand-up comedian Mo Amer. Uh has been uh, cast in a kind of a secretive role for some reason. Mm. Uh, but we know that that movie's role is cast... That movie's cast is also growing. You got Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Aldous Hodge as uh, Hawkman, Noah Centino as uh, Adam Smasher, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, Marwan Kanzari as Jane, and James Kusadi Moyer and Bodhi Sabongoi. Uh, I think I think I get the point. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of people cast, and there's already been some pretty cool characters announced. My here's my thing. Here's what excites me about this. I really liked the first Shazam movie, right? Like that was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, but we barely got to like explore Shazam's whole like you know cast of characters, like ancient god type characters and all that stuff. Yeah, we only saw this guy who's like not even. The guy who had the Shazam power, who gave it to him. Yeah. Right. And so I like the fact that through through Fury of the Gods and Black Adam, we're going to get to, like, really dive into those characters. Yeah. And get to know that world. The, the thing is, like, literally called Fury of the Gods. It's his. And there are going to be some Furious Gods, I think. Yeah. So I like that because I don't know a lot about Shazam and Black Adam. I don't. I never got into those comics really. Um, I love the the idea that I'm going to be introduced to all this like world that I'm not familiar with in those yeah. films. It's going to be pretty cool, man. Indiana Jones Five. I know you've been like patiently waiting for that movie to come. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Anyway, the last uh, Indiana Jones film installment was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the King of the Crystal Skulls, which. <laughs> a lot of people weren't too much into, uh, <laughs> partially because Shia LaBeouf played a pretty big role in that movie, and most people didn't like him. He was supposed to be like uh, Indiana Jones' estranged son. Son? And so it was kind of like being set up like he was going to take over the mantle of you know Indiana Jones after his father went away or whatever, but a lot of people weren't feeling Shia LaBeouf as, like, the guy to take over Indiana Jones. So... Harrison Ford is forever. Not exactly. I'm pretty sure this is going to be his last film, and if his involvement in the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy was any indication, 
<laughs> he's most likely going to be like, okay, I'll sign up, but you have to kill the character. I'm done with this. <laughs> and then most likely we're probably going to see Indiana Jones breathe his last, whip his last whip, if you will. <laughs> Surrender the fedora, if you will. <laughs> that wasn't a fedora sound. That what is a fedora sound? sound? It's a hat, man. It's a, it's uh, what does his hat sound like? It's a fedora. Nothing. He's not Kun Lao. He can't slice people with his hat. Anyway, my point is that uh, you've got that next film, Indiana Jones 5, it's going to happen. And uh, we're not exactly sure what the storyline is going to be, but we know that Mats Mikkelsen has been enlisted uh, to join that cast. I can only imagine he's going to play a villain because he is incredible at playing villains. Judging do, I, by his, do I know who he is? Uh, you know the dude from Cassilius from Doctor Strange? No, you don't because you haven't watched Wait, Doctor yes, Strange, I, I, have you? I think I actually do know who he is. Really? The guy who has like dark stuff around his eyes and is like... Yeah, but you still haven't seen Doctor... <laughs> I'm shaming you here in front of all our listeners <laughs> no, to let people know that you have not watched Doctor Strange. That's incredible to me. Here, I'll give you half of my geek card. Okay, I'll take only half, give me, Here. because you did watch Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, and it was actually kind of good. I've been telling you good. in the whole world that that is like one of the best Marvel movies ever. It was actually very good. It was. Mads Mikkelsen, he was the guy who played Kytsilius in Doctor Strange. More importantly, though, he's had other cool roles. He played uh, Jen Urso's father in Star Wars uh, Rogue One. Um, he played the, the cannibal Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal on the NBC series, which is now kind of like getting new life over on Netflix, which I love. I hope they renew it for a new season. Uh, anyway, great actor, really good actor. I would love for him to be like the villain in a, uh, in a, in a, an Indiana Jones film. He's already been a villain in the first Craig, uh, uh, Daniel Craig James Bond film. Yeah. He was that dude who used to like bleed blood or cry blood. That's okay. Yeah, I think we should go to the next news item. Yeah. <sighs> Let's t- hop over to the post-apocalyptic world of The Last of Us. Yeah! Gabriel Let me guess, another... Luna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gabriel Luna has been cast as... Go ahead. Tommy. Let, let, that's Tommy. Let the world know. Get it out of your system, son. But I... Just I, get it out of your system. Just, what, what's it, going on over there, huh? You got a problem with them casting uh, the brothers as two Hispanic males? You no. are Hispanic <laughs> yourself. You do I realize know. this, right? I'm just, just checking if you know this. It's like they're remaking The Last of Us. They kind it, of are. But, like, that's... No. It's well, already good. No. It, it is good. But, look, The Last of Us has, like, some of the most believable uh, graphics of any game. I feel like if you just cast it and, and, and play it out exactly like the game did, is it going to be any... Is it going to feel like something new? I don't know. It's just that the actors just, like, the voice and, like, it's just not going to be the same. Oh, man, this guy. It's not. Speaking of things not being the same, so you know how uh, Disney acquired Fox mm-hmm. and Fox owned the rights to the Predator movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Predator was created by these two dudes, these mm-hmm. brothers, who created the first 1987 Predator movie. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of like complicated legal clauses and stuff that make it make this really complex, but... 
Um, they're basically claiming, in a nutshell, they're claiming that Disney now has to return the rights of the Predator films to them. Mm. And that, how dare you, Marvel, uh, start making comics and stuff out of this. Like, we should own the rights to this because the laws of something or rather uh, make it make the rights come back to us after a certain amount of time. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that means that, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I never knew that Fox owned Predator. Yeah. But I, I am not completely on board with Disney owning Predator either. You feel it's weird? Yeah, just like Disney owning this, like, super, like, kind of... Like, what's the word? Well, look, more more importantly, though, like, Disney doesn't necessarily... Like, it's it, it's basically that Disney owns 20th Century Fox Studios, 20th Century Studios. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've dissolved that yet as an entity. So they're still operating, it seems, under 20th Century. Yeah. But that is owned by Disney. So technically, Disney has the final word on what they do with the properties. But the point is, should Disney or should 20th Century retain the rights to those films or should they go back to the original makers writers and you know they they then contract with a new studio to bring about you know a new or rebooted or whatever mm-hmm. predator film what did you think of predator what was the newest one the predator the predator yeah what did you think of the shane black movie the predator i didn't watch it you didn't no <laughs> oh I, oh, I, I kind of lose track sometimes of what you've seen and what you don't. Well, I don't think I should. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I did watch Mortal Kombat. I'm saying, I'm saying. Listen, I didn't like the Predator. Okay. I really didn't. I thought Predators was a better film. You remember Predators? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a much better film than what we got with the Predator. I felt like that should have been continued somehow. But whatever, when do I get what I want? Uh, that is, uh, that's a story on uh, Predator. I honestly wouldn't be against those rights returning back to the original screenwriters because why not put things back in their hands so they could create something new? Look at what happened with The Last Ronin, right? We gave it yeah. back to Peter and Laird, and they created this freaking modern masterpiece of The Last Ronin. Which is dope. I think it's super dope. Uh, so yeah, that's the news uh, about Predator. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer dropped this week. Buddy, what are your thoughts on it? It was super dope. It, it was not exactly who I expected Shang-Chi was. Okay. Because I never actually like heard of Shang-Chi before of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was expecting Shang-Chi to be some, like, like, definitely way older than he looks. Yeah. And him to be, like, some sort of mystical. But that's not at all what happened. Right. Like, he's just this, like, guy whose father... He's a valet partner. Yeah. (laughs) And also, his father is a real Mandarin. Yes, he is. That's something that they changed for the purpose of the movies of the MCU. So that's kind of changing the story with the Mandarin. I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool. What did you think of the ten rings shifting from being jewelry on fingers to being, like, rings, like, bracelets on wrists? I think they... I think they had a good call with doing that because they already kind of had, like, rings as, Mm -hmm. like, the the big threat. Yeah. With the Infinity Gauntlet, like, being around... Yeah. They already had gems, yeah. Yeah, like, being around his, like, uh, knuckles. Yeah. 
And I feel like it's they made a good call with like put making bracelets. I think so too. I think that was a cool little shift. Um, we got some some cool examples of the fighting that's gonna happen in the in that movie, and I thought it was pretty cool. We saw Shang Chi punching two dudes beside him, and then jumping up and and then jumping up and kicking them in the face again, and then landing perfectly. Pretty dope. When are you gonna learn how to do that in Taekwondo? Uh, Am I wasting my money? Because I haven't seen you kicking two guys no, and then punching them. Um, I'm just saying. No, no, no. Are, is it going to happen at some point? I need to be entertained gonna, by this. I need do, a return. I'm going to do it. A return on my investment, okay, <laughs> oh, for this Taekwondo money. Uh, okay. I'll give you until next week. What? Okay. Uh, uh, in in uh, other uh, aspects of the uh, Shang-Chi movie, I like the fact that we're finally going to get some attention paid to the Ten Rings organization. Yeah. The group that's been around, like, forever in the MCU. We did. We, we saw them in the first ever movie. We did, yeah. They're the ones, uh, or at least a chapter of theirs, were the ones that kidnapped Tony Stark uh, at the beginning of the film. We saw them trying to buy the yellow jacket weaponry from uh, Darren Cross in the events of uh, the first Ant-Man film. Yeah. We saw them in that Marvel one-shot, Return of the King or whatever, or Hail the King. Oh, yeah. When they went to Trevor Slattery in prison, and they were supposed to film him, but then the dude actually, instead, he had, like, weaponry components hidden in the Yeah, like, built in the gun, and then he, like, like, uh, made it into the gun. Yeah. And then he, like, shot the dude. And then he, uh, did he shoot him? I think he he broke him out of prison or something. Really? Yeah, I I don't think he he shot him. him. You know what would be really cool? What? If, like, the film opens up or something with the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, confronting Trevor Slattery and, like, shooting him or something like that? Mm-hmm. That'd, that'd, be, be, that'd be awesome. Like, come <laughs> on. That'd be super cool. Like, a cool little tie back to well, that. What I'm wondering is, did did Trevor Slattery, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Did he Did he, like base the Mandarin persona off of what he knew or did he just create it and it was a coincidence that it was named after the same thing no the one that really contracted him that paid him to play that role was Aldrich Killian mm-hmm. so Aldrich Killian must have been the one who researched the Mandarin the real Mandarin or something like that or the rumors of the Mandarin mm-hmm. and then used that name to create this character mm-hmm. that's what I'm that's what I'm guessing is the case all right, buddy, over to the uh, secret invasion side of things. Yeah, the, the scroll side of things. Yeah, man. So we know that that, uh, that series, Disney Plus series, is going to be um, Nick Fury and Talos, the scroll, mm-hmm. uh, teaming up. And presumably they're going to be tracking down this cell of evil scrolls who are shape-shifting and have been masquerading as humans. Yeah, for like a long time. For a long while, yeah. It's definitely not going to be at the same scale as the Secret Invasion storyline in the comics because like that included a ton of superheroes and stuff like that. Uh, but we're getting all the seats planted. We saw in WandaVision in one of the after credit scenes. We saw like one of the people pretending to be yeah. a scroll. Yeah, we're assuming that Monica Rambeau will be involved in that because she got kind of called up by Nick Fury. Mm. Um, we're also, we got uh, some casting announcements for that. Uh, we have Olivia Coleman, who is in talks to join the cast. She has been in films such as uh, Hot Fuzz, uh, The Iron Lady, Cuban Fury, The Lobster. <laughs> Clearly, all movies that we're very familiar with. Yeah. But uh, but no, she does have like like cred. You know, she has she definitely has some some cred as an actress. Um, 
uh, she's like an actress in like her late 40s and stuff like that. So I'm assuming that she might be like either, you know, some kind of squirrel character or maybe like, you know, some secret older yeah. secret character that Nick Fury knows. Who knows? We'll find out. But then the other one and probably the more high profile casting uh, announcement is that Amelia Clark, who played Daenerys Targaryen in the Game of Thrones series, she is going to be in the Secret Invasion show. Cool. And that's pretty cool because then that means that they're most likely going to give them some kind of important role. I would love to see her playing the villain. She does good within that that kind of role. Mm. Um, but she could also play, you know, just some kind of cool, like, badass secret agent or something with Nick Fury. Yeah, like one of the kind of people who are helping him, like, tracking down all these evil scrolls and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's pretty cool from the side of Marvel. Rock'em Sock'em. The classic robot head-pumping game. Yep. Weren't you just, like feeling that urge like man i wonder when they're gonna make a movie out of that game no oh oh it was a like movie you. yep it's happening is it gonna be with people or robots both because vin diesel is like the lead character in the movie wait but <laughs> i you said both when i said people and robots yeah there's gonna be robots and vin diesel okay. i I don't know what to um, say. I, you know, you, I gotta be honest. You know, the first thing that I thought. What? This has already been done, and it's been done pretty well with real steel. Yeah, it kind of has. Isn't that kind of it? Like yeah. Like real steel feels that's, that's like basically a live rock action. And yeah, that's really kind of what it is. Like, why are they? I don't understand Hollywood. It's either I, like I'm gonna let's guess reboot that... something or let's turn a, a game in a board game into a film. Battleship, anyone? <laughs> What's next? Uh, uh, Jenga? What? Where a bunch of military secret ops guys have to go and knock down a parts tower of, built of by building. aliens? Or what's next? Sorry? Exact. Yeah. I just can't. I, I can't. Ma- maybe man. maybe they're gonna make the robots like stationary, like in the. I don't know. That's sad. That no. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I think that what they should do. Is just like rename Real Steel and forget and, the whole Vin Diesel thing <laughs> and just re-release that under the name Rock and Sock and we'll be good. <laughs> we'll be good. We like that film. <laughs> All right. And on that uh, note, we were we will go ahead and take a break. And after the break, we're going to have our chat about... Metal Gear Solid. Yes. A convoluted story. Snake out. What's up, everyone? It's Joshua, one half of Geekology 101. I love random facts. I love learning them, and I love sharing them. And now I'm ready to fill your head with all the random facts you never knew you needed. Each episode covers one topic, and I bring you several facts about that topic. Testing, testing, is this thing on? Oh, yeah, remember Geeko, that murderous deathbot that hates bald people? Well, I'm going to bring him on to my podcast. You cannot hold me against my will. I shall escape. Get ready for random facts, my adorable voice, and the murderous death bot that hates bald people. It's everything you could ever want in a podcast. 101 Facts with Joshua. And Giga. Available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Kept you waiting, huh? You just had to do a snake, too. I, huh? I had to. You had to imitate snake. Uh, anyway, uh, Metal Gear Solid. This game, this franchise, rather, 
it, I mean, it has to be one of the oldest franchises in gaming history, right? Yeah, it, it spans from like 1986 or whatever. Look at this thing. It's been around, let's, just talking about the platforms that it's been on. Commodore 64. What the heck is Game that? Boy Color, GameCube, Microsoft Windows, MS-DOS, <laughs> Engage, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo Entertainment System, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, Portable, Vita, Wii, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Like, wow. Whoa. That's uh, It started off in 1987, and it's still going, I guess. Yeah. Uh, now, here are the games that have come out. We got 1987 Metal Gear, and we're talking about, like, 8-bit. Yeah, like 8-bit or something like that. Yeah, 1990, you got Snake's Revenge and uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. Then in 1998, you got uh, Metal Gear Solid 99, Metal Gear Solid VR Missions 2000, Metal Gear Ghost Babble, 2001, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. That's when I played for the first time mm-hmm. that I remember. Uh, 2004, Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes. Also, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Metal Gear Acid, 2005, Metal Gear Acid 2, 2006, Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, and then Portable Ops Plus in 2007. Uh, in 2008, you got Metal Gear Solid Mobile, and then Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, another one of the major entries. Metal Gear Online, Metal Gear Solid Touch, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. In 2012, you got Social Ops. Uh, you got uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah, that was that. that did, did someone forget how to spell revenge or something? No, that was that. That was actually with Raiden as the main character. Good God! Wow. 2014 Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. 2015 Metal Gear Solid Five The Phantom Pain. That was the latest one. Is it? Mm. Whew! Oh my! Very so, much. Very. You said the word metal. So yeah. many times. Way too many times, I think. You said you said the two words Metal Gear way too many times for my liking. I have to agree. Uh, way too much. And I think that this uh, franchise has probably been going around for way too long. <laughs> so um, can you deliver, <laughs> I know there's a lot to ask, but can you deliver a very nutshell explanation of the overall story of this franchise? This is the most challenging thing that I've ever asked you to do. <laughs> it is. Okay. Wait, for for like the franchise or for Solid Snake or for Big Boss? Like Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to put a minute on the clock. All right then. Joshua's going to explain I'm going, to us I'm going the whole to talk story I'm going to talk faster. Minute. I'm going to talk faster than Billy from It. Okay, but you got to really like explain it. Yes. All right. And uh, starting now. Okay, so these people from the the philosophers people formed this thing, and then they the people the last member died, and then they created the philosophers legacy, and then uh, the people who were left from the philosophers uh, did, made this group called the Cobra Unit, and then um, these two people fell in love and had a baby, and it, <laughs> and, it, and, it was, and it was like one of the main characters uh, uh, revolve around a lot, and then basically there's this kid came uh, named Jack who is actually naked snake. And then they did, did these missions, and then they defeated this guy called Colonel Wogan. And then basically, he he like followed the boss's ideals, and then and then he formed the Patriots, and then they cloned him and, and created Eli and David, Solid Snake and Liquid Snake. And then basically, uh, 
Solid Snake, like, he went out on a bunch of missions, and then he figured out that he was injected with this virus thing, and then basically, <laughs> oh god, and then basically, he became super old, and, uh, Revolver Ocelot got his, uh, brother, his dead brother's arm champlain onto his own arm, and then basically, uh, <laughs> Time! Uh, I didn't finish! Wow, I gotta give it to you, that was actually pretty good, considering that you only had a minute. That was, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> you actually got through a lot of that hot mess. Uh, wow, yeah. So uh, the main character of the series as the ga- as when you play the games is this guy called Solid Snake. Well, there's actually two protagonists. But... Oh, my God. <laughs> Big Boss and Solid Snake. Let's just okay, say that. Okay, fine. And Big Boss basically is the original... Yeah, he Solid Snake is kind of like a clone of him, right? Yeah, which which uh, he sees as like a son kind yeah. of figure. Yeah, so he's been always kind of in the background, Big Boss, mm-hmm. always in the shadows. He has kind of used his clone, Solid Snake, for you know to advance his own purposes at times, right? Yeah, and at the same time, he's kind of watched out for him mm-hmm. in a way, and then. Uh, essentially at least up to the point where the series is now they end up kind of like finally crossing paths after many many missions and big boss trying to you know push forward his ideal of what is it that he wants he wants to create a nation led by soldiers no he he wants to like create a nation that um that soldiers aren't just used and disposed of Mm, basically because um soldiers are like used and abused basically And and that ideal kind of drives him when it comes to his perspective on Solid Snake, right? Because he doesn't want Solid Snake to just be another soldier who fights his entire life and then dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, so I like that part, Mm -hmm. right? I like the idea, here's this old clone who fought his entire, here's this original guy who fought his entire life. Yeah. And he has this clone, closest thing that he could ever have to a son. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want him to repeat the same story of him. Yeah, of basically. Himself. I like that. That could make for a nice, elegant story right there with sci-fi mixed in, military stuff mixed in. That could that could form a pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. It's everything else that they <laughs> threw into this thing to like convolute the heck out of this story to the point where... I can't follow all of it. Like basically, if if I'm counting like people who are basically based off of Big Boss, the original yeah. guy, then I'm counting Solidus Snake. Mm-hmm. I'm counting Solid Snake. I'm counting Liquid Snake. I'm counting um, actually Naked Snake is Big Boss, and I'm counting uh, Venom Snake. Though that's four. That's four, basically clones. Dear God. Yeah, too much. Too much. Um, what do you think should happen moving forward with this series, man? I think this series is such an old, and it really just got really just kind of overcomplicated. Yeah. So I think that if they're going to move forward with this series, mm-hmm. then even if they're going to use, like, the same the same actual, like, storyline... Mm-hmm. Then I think they should just tone down the Hideo Kojima should just like like stop use stop using one hundred percent of his brain power, <laughs> use less of his brain cells. 
I bet his brain cells are probably, like, off in the sky right now. Possible. And just try to make a straight-out, like, full-fledged story without just all this overcomplicated stuff about a soldier who doesn't want the nation to be run by these, like, overpowered people. Yeah. And, and, and we should give him, someone should give him a limit of, like, one maximum... Maximum one maximum two clones. clones. Yeah, there's no more, no more than two clones. I mean, I, I'm, For I'm, God's sake. I'm fine with solid and liquid, but then you add in venom snake, and then you add in solid snake. Unnecessary. And, no. And none of that stuff of like ocelot putting on the arm of like of liquid of, snake, of liquid and, snake and, then, and then getting taken over. But there is no consciousness in a piece of arm, gentlemen. That's there not is, how arms work. That's not how it works. I'm just saying. I think that the franchises that started many, many decades ago and have survived are... I'm not going to say many, many decades ago. <laughs> decades ago and have survived until now. It's because they have found ways of like telling stories within the same world without having to keep on rehashing the same exact characters. Think, for example, of uh, something like a Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. They rebooted. They straight up rebooted at a point. Mm, and then and then they, like, canceled that reboot. Did they? I'm pretty sure that Mortal Kombat 9 was a reboot. And then yeah. and then they, like, decided no. And then they just based Mortal Kombat um, 10 and 11 off of the other, the original universe. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. I'm, I mm, think so. Okay. Anyway, but the point is, like, you gotta you gotta refresh it at some point. Because here's the thing that happens with these old franchises: you start off just trying to make. Because gaming was so simplistic back then, mm-hmm. fighting games, adventure games, whatever you're talking about. It was basically like, just like this character that you move and punch piece stuff. Right. So simple back then that the story couldn't be overly complicated either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you start making more versions of that as technology improves and now you want to create a game that is more a little bit more complex because the game mechanics are more complex and then you find yourself completely adding elements like ad hocing elements like crazy and then yeah. your story goes in all sorts of directions so you have to know when it's time to either reboot or go off in a separate adventure that doesn't force you to, like, keep on living in that same freaking world. Like, look yeah. at Resident Evil. Resident Evil, they they did the, 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 the original story that encompassed several games. They did it until, like... Then they remade, right? Yeah. Recently, they remade a lot of those games. But in between that, they actually went off in different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, they went off and they had uh, Leon go off and, and encounter another type of virus, Las Plagas. Yeah, in know, like Resident Evil 4. Yeah, now you see in Resident Evil 8 that they've gone in a very different direction. They're having right? like vampires and werewolves. Right, but but my point is like that's good. Mm-hmm. Go off and explore different things. Stop rehashing the same, the same exact story because then nowadays when I play a game, I feel like I'm playing a movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna keep on telling me the same story over and over and over again, I don't want I don't watch the same movie over and over again unless it's Thor Ragnarok. Wait, you watch? Oh For yeah. For some reason, a- everyone well, in Captain America, in Captain America, uh, uh, Winter Soldier, and like, Endgame and Infinity. Okay, fine. I rewatch a lot of movies <laughs> over and over again, but my point is, I don't want to play through the same movie over and over again. Yeah, it's ba- at that point, it's basically the equivalent of me playing through The Last of Us and Spider Man. 
so times many times. times yeah. yeah, except except like me not getting bored of it. Yeah. Minus Which me not getting bored. for some reason. But but here's the thing. It's one thing to like take one game and replay that one game over and over again. You know what to expect. It's another thing that you're going to like keep on adding layers to that same game and like, oh, wait, you thought that character was this guy? No, no, no. It was really this other guy from the other game. You thought that Ocelot was actually just this random major? No, he's actually the son of the boss and the star who was born on D-Day. Exactly. My, exactly my point. I mean, that, that, that was actually one of the like most like important part in the Metal Gear timeline. But you know what I'm talking about. Very disturbing. Um, and then we've got the fact that now it's coming to the big screen, son. Yes. And you know how I feel about the actor. Oh, no, but please, do, do tell us. They got <laughs> Oscar Isaac to play... I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Yeah, why, why, what's going on? Solid Snake. This man's is going to play Moon Knight. He played this uh, Poe Dameron from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I, no. Just first Tom Holland is going to play Nathan Drake. And now and now Poe Dameron is going to play. All right, now give us some reasons, though. What, what are your reasons? Why do you not like Oscar Isaac for the role of Snake? Well, first of all, I know he can't do David Hayter's iconic voice. I don't think anyone can because that voice is just like fake as heck. <laughs> I mean, no one really talks like this. No one really. But, I i mean, that voice is a central part of Solid Snake. And also, he doesn't exactly look like Solid Snake. And also, he just... He's hes a great actor. I have to give him that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think that he'll be able to pull off somebody that complex and that, like, great. Really? The same guy who got cast as Moon Knight, who's a schizophrenic superhero? Uh, you don't think he's going to be able to play someone that complex? I mean, hold on. How complex is actually Solid Snake? Uh, did you actually just ask that question? I, I did, son. Bro. Did, how, how complex is it? Is he? I don't think he's that complicated. Well, okay, maybe maybe I'm thinking too outside of actually, like, Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he's going to be able to pull off, like, the most iconicest part of Solid Snake. I know that's not a word. But I don't <laughs> think he's going to be able to really pull off the most iconicest part of him. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't sound the part. Nothing. Okay, I offer you this in a form of, like, consolation and maybe to give you some hope. Kong Skull Island was directed by a gentleman named Jordan Vogue Roberts. Yes. He is going to be not only directing, but writing Metal Gear Solid. Does that give you any kind of solace? Does that give you any hope that somebody who created Kong Skull Island, which is a really good movie... Yes, I agree. ...could possibly do a good job with this? It's possible, man. Well, I have to know... What are they basing this movie off of? That is the question right there. Because it it depends what they're basing it off of. Mhm. Uh, off of in in the in the Metal Gear timeline. Mhm. Because there are some there are some entries in the series that are not exactly uh pure 
white sheep. There are some brown and black sheep in there. Yes, I agree. Well, look, I think that um, if there's if there's any common sense in uh, Vogue Roberts, he probably has very similar observations. Like as somebody who clearly he must love the franchise, mm-hmm. and as somebody who um, had enough skill and forethought to put together a pretty good story with Kong Skull Island. Maybe he's going to have the same observations on the convoluted nature of this franchise and he's going to want to like pare it down to its essence, to like the core story and tell a really cool story that just focuses on original big boss clone, that father son like relationship the battle, the cool mechanics, the yeah. Gundam style fighting suits and all that. So if if or, there, or, or what do you call those things? Mechs. Yeah, the Metal Gears. Yeah. If if they're going for Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. then I'm presuming that they're probably gonna go for like Metal Gear two, three, or one. Because of the age. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in in Guns of the Patriots, he's just like full on like old snake yeah so i feel like and those are pretty complicated games as well mm-hmm. two and one i mean two and uh three right i think that if they're basing off of the first game then they could really like refresh a lot of stuff yeah i agree, I agree. yeah and then that could actually make it a pretty good movie yeah and maybe who knows maybe from there if the movie story is clean enough and it's effective enough then maybe they could, you know, reboot the franchise of games, too. Because mm-hmm. honestly, Brian, like, it would be a shame to, like, keep on... I mean, first of all, how much more can you tell, really, within that story? You know, you've already got Solid Snake, who's pretty old. Yeah, Even and though like, the virus that he has inside of him... Kind of, like, died gonna, off. Yeah, isn't going to kill him he, anymore. He's still, he's still, like, old enough that he might, like, die soon. Yeah, exactly, right? So so then what uh, What are we talking about here? Is it going to be, like, him draining a protege? Is it going to be... Here's what I think should have happened, okay? Mm-hmm. I think the virus should not have died inside of him. Mm-hmm. I think he should have actually spread the virus and begun a zombie apocalypse. And coronavirus? Coronavirus no, zombies? Just a zombie apocalypse. Okay. And, and then... And then everybody kind of turns into zombies, but that they're kind of like reptile-like because, you know, snake. I'm just saying, that would have taken the franchise in a whole different but, direction. But then who would you it play as? It would have something fresh. But huh? then who would you play as? You, 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 uh, you, uh, you, you're a zombie just like, killing humans. But I thought you said that it turns everybody into reptiles. Have you ever played a, a game where you are the zombie hunting for humans? No. Thank I, you. I haven't. New experience. Son. I haven't, but there are several games that are like there that. There are... Uh, what? I mean, actually, the only one I know of Jason? is... No. Wait, well, now you know two of them. Jason the only, like that. The only one I know of is um is the... Predators. The Predator Hunting Grounds? No, that doesn't turn people into zombies. This guy, never mind. Anyway, look, Oscar Isaac is a good character, man. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is a very good actor. He really is. I really think that if anybody could give Solid Snake a little bit more depth, a little bit more of an interesting persona, it, it would be somebody like him, an actor like him. I get what you're saying. Like, 
Sure, he doesn't look like the guy, but in all honesty, for the majority of this franchise, the dude looked like some kind of anime character, like a very generic sort of anime character. <laughs> the only defining characteristic was his bandana. That is it. His bandana and his, and his mullet. Voice. And his mullet, sure. And, yeah, and his voice. <laughs> but like aside from that, his suit, like his tactical suit was generic as heck. I feel like he started looking more human-like, and of course this has to do with the with the years when the games happened. Yeah. The the software and the hardware and the capabilities of graphics, but he started looking cooler to me when he turned older already. Yeah, he did look kind of better. Yeah, he did. He looked more human. He just looked more a little bit more interesting. So it's mm-hmm. a shame that we couldn't get more of that because they were going for this whole like anime type of look with these characters for many of the games. Literally, like during the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 era, they look like anime characters. Literally, Otacon literally said, this is like one of my Japanese animes. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, with Oscar Isaac taking this on, uh, with Jordan Vogue Roberts uh, being the, sh- the the filmmaker on this thing. And, yeah, I want to see where, where they take it, man. Who knows? It's... I mean, as long as they drop some iconic lines, mm-hmm. I'll be kind of happy. I think they will. Drop I mean, they're obviously go- they're obviously they have to drop uh, "Kept You Waiting," huh? Somewhere I, in there. I guess. All I want to see is the little calm screens that they, <laughs> they figure. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, if they figure out a way of doing that, that that doesn't look like cheesy. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool. That would be dope, like putting Oscar <laughs> Isaac's face on yeah. the other side and then putting like. I, I think that would be such a cool <laughs> little, little Easter egg. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's uh, about as much as we can say right now regarding Metal Gear franchise when it comes to gaming and Metal Gear Solid, the movie that's uh, going to be in production with Oscar Isaac. Uh, I definitely think that it's a franchise that shouldn't die, but it needs to evolve in some way to stay mm-hmm. relevant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I love the gameplay. The gameplay has always been pretty interesting to me. Um, I would love to see in a modern day console how they can, you know, take that to the next level. Also, but with a cleaner story. Yeah. Also, one more thing is that an awesome kind of tribute mm-hmm. is that when Hideo Kojima actually left, he actually yeah. left Konami, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Splinter Cell, mm-hmm. a, another game of, that's kind of like stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one of the main characters, Sam Fisher, yeah. he said that he heard about a guy, a, mil, a military soldier, who always wore a bandana. Really? Yeah, and then because Kojima created him and then he kind of like left, mm-hmm. um, the person that Sam was talking to was like, yeah, I heard he retired. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a kind of a cool little tribute to uh, Big Boss. That, that sounds really cool. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, for all things G101, you can hit us up at our website. That's geekology101.com. You can also contact us at our email, g101podcast at gmail.com. We will catch you guys in the next episode. You're pretty good. Game over. Imagine noise.